The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. So happy to be here on Unity Online Radio. And the number to call today if you have a dream you'd like to share or a question about your dreams, the number is 816-251. 3555 For the first half of the show, Nancy T and I will be talking about you and your dreams. And then second half of the show, I will be talking with, or we will be talking with Dr. Patty Ashley, the best selling author of the book Letters to Freedom from Fear to Love to Grace. It's a brand new bestseller and it's very, very exciting. And um, I think it's right in the theme of as we come up on Valentine's Day, if you're listening to this show in real time, we're just about less than a week, well, a little over a week away from Valentine's Day. And for some people, Valentine's Day is the be all end all. It's like a Harlequin romance on steroids. It's so exciting. And then there are those who would prefer Valentine's Day would just go away. They either haven't met the love of their life yet, or they have, and that person is no longer with them, maybe no longer physically with them because they've moved or moved on, or maybe they've shuffled off the mortal coil. And that was the case for Dr. Patty Ashley and her fiance, who she was madly in love with, died suddenly of an unexpected, I guess all heart attacks are probably unexpected. So that's a little redundant, but needless to say, it ripped the rug out from underneath her. And she eventually put herself back together like Humpty Dumpty and has developed quite the toolkit for how to move through grief. And it's just in time for Valentine's Day. So Um, So for those of you who are interested in that and how to heal a broken heart, broken dreams, and how to turn that into the alchemy that creates even bigger, more beautiful dreams and how to open your heart once again, this show is for you. And for the first part of the show, it's going to be all about you and your dreams. But first of all, Nancy T, are you there? I sure am. Oh my goodness. It feels like a blast from the past. haven't talked to you on the show (laughs) in so long. Hi, honey. I know it's been weeks. Hi. Mm-hmm. This whole year, because we were in Teotihuacan. Yes. So. And I was just on Amazon looking at your brand new cards. I'm so excited to receive them, and I wanted to share something with everybody oh. about them because they're the Which Dream card? Goddess Empowerment cards. And wow. Oh. Thank wow. You. I the first one that I saw just so happens to connect us to Teo. So. Oh. Could I jump right in and read it? Do you mind? Please jump away. 
It's Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mother of Forgiveness and Reconciliation. And you know how dear she is to me and my heart. Oh, yeah. The card says, you evoke a harmonizing well-being that dissolves all barriers to love. Stand in the borderless meadow of divine mercy and allow yourself to see all sides of those you carry in your heart, including yourself. Find the beauty in those you might otherwise judge and know on what you do. Your loving presence heals all. Oh, I love Mm. it. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> and you who have played that role when we go to Teotihuacan, you you stand in as the mother. And interestingly, as the angel of death as well, <laughs> we have you dual cast. <laughs> yeah, there's I'm every woman, what as would, Whitney Houston would say. <laughs> right, exactly. And Paula Cole would say, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a child. You know that song. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, a mother, yeah. <laughs> I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. I will not be. A... Okay, whatever. <laughs> so let's. So I, you know, I want to do a tiny little prayer, but I have to ask you. Speaking of goddesses, so you just got back from Teotihuacan, and you you really stood in for both goddesses, the angel of death. As well, most people wouldn't think of the angel of death as a goddess, but I think she definitely is. And and Our Lady of Guadalupe, the mother, what's the difference in the energy between those? For those who wouldn't know, because most people don't get asked to play both of them back to back. Yeah, I think for me, the angel of death, it starts with her first name, Angel. And <laughs> she... <laughs> she you know, it, instead of us thinking, oh, death has come and knocking and here's, you know, the scepter or whatever that thing is called and it is horrifying and it, it, there is a blessing to being taken to that next level, that other side that where all is love. There's nothing but love there. So I tried to embody that part of her. Um, but when I go into the mother, even though she's a saint in her own right, I, I bring in more the earthly, the that unconditional love that only a mom can sometimes feel for their child. And um, and uh, though they're both beautiful in their own right, the the mother, she she shows like up in as strength for me as in terms of mm. there is nothing I cannot handle. Where I think the angel of death t- tends to be more focused on the one part one part of life the the mother is sort of all of it so they're both very i felt very blessed to be able to represent them both in different ways mm, you did such a great job you're a wonderful actress and for those who haven't seen your christmas movie that came out the feast of the seven fishes did i get that right you sure did yeah Yay. It makes yeah, me hungry. It's family traditions now. A lot of people are telling me that they're going to start watching it every year with their family. It's kind of sweet. And I think if yeah. you have an ethnic family of any sort, you don't have to be Italian to watch it. It, it just resonates for everybody who, who has a big family, even just a mm. large family. <laughs> so it's, it's sweet. 
Right. Well, let's do a quick little prayer and then get on with doing some dream interpretation. I know we've got some that have been sent to you and we've got Denise on the line. And if there's anybody and Mm -hmm. Denise, believe me, we're going to call on you ASAP. Um, If there's anybody who isn't Denise, you feel free to call in as well. (laughs) The lines are open to you, too. Don't be worried. Oh, my goodness. So the number is 816-251-3555. All right. So let's just drop in. Let's just take a big, deep breath. Let's release and let go. I'm releasing and letting go of my technical difficulties this morning, trying to get the email sent out before the show that wouldn't save. But knowing that all is well in the world, even if those little teeny things just don't go the way we think they're supposed to, at this moment, we can let it all go. Every breath is an invitation to have a clean blank slate. Tabula rasa. I love those words, tabula rasa, just letting go, letting glow, and letting ourselves have that blank slate so that with every brand new breath, we can breathe in our fill and then some of the sunlight of the spirit. It's always shining upon us. It's always right where we are. It's only us that ever turns our back. So in this moment, we just open our arms, our hearts, and lean back and open ourselves to this light that is always here. And as Nancy was just presencing, let's allow ourselves to open up to the mother, to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Let's allow her to be our patron saint, our patron goddess for this show today. Let's just feel into the bounty of the mother that loves us no matter what we've ever done, even the things that might seem most unforgivable or those in our lives, the things that they've done to us that have hurt us so deeply. We can also see those people through the lens of the mother and see that she forgives all. She sees what was beneath the hurt that caused the the action or the words that were hurtful. And in that grace, there is healing. And this also connects us with Patty Ashley and her ability to find grace and freedom after having the rug pulled out from beneath her. We'll talk about that later in the show. But no matter what you've been through, even if we're even though we're coming up on Valentine's Day and we're supposed to all be so happy, 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 even if you're not happy right now, it's okay. The mother embraces you. You are beloved, you are dear, you are perfect just as you are. And if you are someone who celebrates this season of love, then good for you. This is a wonderful, exciting time to prepare for great, deep, and big love, releasing all the barriers that have stood in the way of love and allowing the love of your dreams, the bandwidth, the space to come to you, to find you right where you are. So whether you're already in that relationship, if you are, let's take it up a notch. And if you're not yet, let's know that this is your time. 
all the goddesses are here in favor of that for you. And with this, I just say thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for joining me in this prayer. Nancy T., thank you for joining me at this beginning of February. I'm so grateful. And thank you for Jeff and Louie and Diane Ray and all the wonderful unity folks behind the scenes. Thank you so much. And for this, I say thank you and thy will be done. And so it is. Amen. A woman. Ah, dreams. Okay, Nancy T. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Hey, let's let Denise in since we've we've got a live yeah. one and then we've got some others. We've got a live we've one, got people. A live one. <laughs> we've got a live one. Okay. So Denise, are you there with us? Yes, I sure am. Hi, honey. Hi, How are you? I have missed so, Nancy T these last couple of weeks. I know it's Aww, not the same without her. We've just been changing things up a little, but it's good to know you've been missed, eh, Nance? It sure yeah, is. And I'm glad to hear from yeah. you, Denise. I can't wait to hear your dreams. Let's <laughs> I know hear it'll it. be a good Take one. It. Take it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Fortunately, today, I'm not going to be selfish. Everybody knows I'm into dreams. So now people have always called me. Can you ask that lady about mine? So today... <laughs> Even though I do have one of my own, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to surrender Let's do the both. one. Okay, it's my brother's um, soon-to-be wife. I like okay. to dream a lot, though. I, I've been trying to. Um, she says, I got it written down, written down. She has on heels for walking and wedges for hiking. So she can't complete the activities because she's wearing the wrong shoes. Then in another dream a couple nights later or something, she dreamt that she was getting a pedicure. So this to Mm. me is just so interesting because it's all about balance. Mm. Your feet balance you. I thought Mm. the pedicure, though, this is me talking, trying to talk about y'all these days. Now you're an expert, Denise. So go ahead. Take it. Go Um, I I thought the pedicure coming after the heels and whatnot, when you get Mm. your feet done, you feel good. They look pretty. I don't care what color you pick. They're manicured. So I felt like there was some Mm. balance in her life that's not there, but that it was going to get better because the end result was the pedicure. Oh, so the pe- the pedicure dream came last. That that yeah, followed. It, yeah. Okay. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't the same night as heels for walking, wedges for hiking, and she's a very love active it. person, so she could not do any of those activities. And I know we're all hearing Nancy Sinatra and boots for walking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Nancy T. Let's have the other Nancy T. weigh in since it's been a little bit. Nancy, do you want to go first? Oh my gosh. It's so interesting because it just makes me feel like she might not feel confident right now about her life. You know, where you feel like I don't even want to want to walk in my own shoes. I don't want to even go my, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm not doing the right thing. I'm not taking the right path or I'm not, I'm not exactly to fill these shoes, you know? And so there's just Mm -hmm. a part of me that thinks that she might be trying something new in her life or doing something that she feels she's ill-equipped to do. But I have to say my, my, you know, her getting the pedicure (laughs) second is almost like her saying, you know, I can make this work no matter what, and it'll be beautiful. And that's just Mm. how I I feel like she's, she might be questioning herself, but, but it really will be Mm. beautiful, whatever it is she's trying to start in on. Oh, nice. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to weigh in. So as you were saying that Nance, I'm just highly, highly resonating. And because you read the dream goddess card, I've got goddesses on my mind and I couldn't help but think of Aphrodite versus Artemis. And so Aphrodite, <laughs> the goddess is the one that would wear the wedges, would wear the heels and that would get the pedicure. She's the one. <laughs> Right. She's and the she one would that all would, while hiking or whatever. Yes. Like so many people. So Nancy knows I live my place. Um, I live sort of in the mountains and I tell people, don't wear your high heels when you come here because you'll trip. There's a bunch of heels mm-hmm. that come up and literally only the Aphrodites in my life will wear the high heel wedges to come up to my house. Yeah. And I'm like, I told you so. It's like they can't take off the shoes. They can't take off the uniform. It's like a, an Aphrodite is an Aphrodite is an Aphrodite. And she doesn't know how to go Artemis. Artemis is the one that's got 20 different styles of hiking boots and Uggs and um, and, and whatever other unattractive but practical shoes one would need for, for hiking. Mm-hmm. So my, my hunch right. is that this woman might either need to just accept the fact that she's Aphrodite and she gets a pedicure and just call it a day. Let me just be myself. Let me just take off the shoes and get a pedicure and be fabulous as I, as I am. Or the dream is saying in order to be balanced, as Denise said, and in order to get grounded, you might need to take off those Aphrodite high heel shoes and wedges and come down to earth and get more earthy and, access more of your inner Artemis, the part of you that hikes and that is in nature and that knows how to go camping and peeing outside and those kind of things. Oh <laughs> do we all have to do that, really? <laughs> we do, Aphrodite, we I do, can't. in order I've to be balanced. See it's, me as I have a I have a lot of Artemis and it's like pee outside okay that's fine give me a tree I'm fine oh. <laughs> but the Aphrodites in my life are like no no I would rather have a bladder infection <laughs> so yes, anyway that's yes, that's, that's my hunch uh-huh. about her dream yeah, is a, that yeah she's a Virgo you know Virgos are perfectionists and she's a mm. perfectionist so that is kind of that dream is is kind of deep for a Virgo. For some other signs, maybe not, but Virgos to me, um, <laughs> they instill perfectionists. They they, they instill love- doing things right. Yeah. They they just they're no fun. They're so perfect till they have no personality. <laughs> to me. Oh <laughs> well, I know some Virgos that are quite juicy, but they do need to oh. try. They do need to try. Um, but I would say what to me, what I love is take off the shoes. And I love, you know, Thanks. to get biblical for a moment, as as the burning bush said to Moses, take off the shoes, take off your shoes because the ground you stand upon is holy. She mm. doesn't need to put it on. She doesn't need to be so she doesn't need to try so hard. Being mm. her own natural self is good enough. So that's that's what I would like to leave her with. So, Denise, give us your dream real quick so we can make sure to get yours. And then we've got I know, Julie. I know. It's a little, um, just had it last night. I'm a Bill Mayer fan. I watch him. Me too. Yes. I love the man. I don't yeah. know why I like him. I like him because he's funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, last yeah. night I dreamt um, 
evidently he was going to be, I mean, in the dream, I was guarding him, and he was in a room, and and he kept asking me, you know, is my person out there to pick me up? And I'm thinking, well, you're kind of like in this situation where, not a jail, but he was in a room, and I was supposed to make sure he doesn't get away. Anyway, Mm. somehow or another, um, he kept asking me that, and I kept saying no. Anyway, the next thing you know, I decided I was going to go get something. I don't know what I was going to get. I wasn't supposed to leave the man. I leave. Here we go mm. with this elevator. Go up mm-hmm. to the seventh floor. The Ooh. seventh floor. Remember, I had that dream before when my father was um in a whole um wherever he was at. I went to go oh. see him, and I went to the seventh floor. And I go to the Ooh. seventh floor, and I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I got to get back down there with him. So then I decide to go go get with him. All of a sudden, I hit the elevator, not on an elevator anymore. I'm on a train. And when I'm on the train, I say my, I just was so, the bottom line in three was I needed to get back to him. The train slowed me down. I don't remember ever getting back to him. But on the train, I kept saying, I got to go back because he's probably escaped by now. In the room, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to get in trouble. I let him out of my sight. But who cares about him? I care about now that I went to that seventh floor, and a train moves fast. So I like mm. the fact that the train is a fast-moving mode of transportation, and the elevator took me to the seventh floor. Who cares about Bill? Let him escape. <laughs> um, oh, in the dream, in well, the you're dream, not a Virgo. Was... <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm a All right. Uh, oh, happy birthday. This is your time. Yeah. Yes, I'm Aquarius. Aww. I love it because um, we're so intuitive. Um, it is the dawning yeah. of the age. Okay, so Nancy T, yeah. hit it. Oh, you're going to make me go first on this one. There's oh, a lot oh, there. Go. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That in more. I know, I know. There's so much here. All I know is, so Denise, if you in a like, if I didn't know who Bill Maher was, describe the essence of him in a few words. Like, I think he's um, genuine. I think he's funny. I think he's truthful, and I think he yeah. has no fear. He has mm. no fear of expressing himself, and I am like that. So yes, yes. he has no fear, but he's not in his element. He's a prisoner, or he's being guarded. In any sense, right? On a TV, yeah, he'd be mad as the devil, knowing somebody was, you know, got him constricted to this room. It was just a room, though. It wasn't a prison, but I was mm. there to kind of make sure he did not escape. All right. So if this were my dream, I would think that the goal for me is to have my genuine fiery, truthful, fearless expression, be free to roam. That's, Mm. that's the goal. That's, that's Mm. what I'm wanting. And, and at least I feel good about this, that I have it, that I am that way, but I am in prison. So it's, it's, and I wonder (sighs) if, because Uh. it's such a dicey political time where it's super divided in our country. And I don't want to say too much about that because I've said stuff about that on the show before and gotten a little slapped. So I'm not going to go too far there, but I want to say this is, this is a tough time to be somebody who's genuine and truthful and fearless. And we might, I know for myself, sometimes I feel like I'm editing myself when I'm around certain audiences, like even right this moment on my own show, I'm feeling like I'm editing myself. There's a little bit of prison bars, 
So mm-hmm. there's the part of me, there's the Denise part that's guarding me, that's trying to protect me, that's trying to help me. But she's distracted. She gets she gets caught up in moving to a higher ground. So mm-hmm. the seventh when the seventh floor to me is like seventh heaven. It's like Einstein mm-hmm. said you can't solve a problem on the level of the problem. You gotta be in the solution. So to me, the seventh floor feels like it's just a higher place to stand, whether I get there mm-hmm. by train whether I get there ah. by caravan or by a desert man or however I get there, <laughs> I I want to get there. And I know that my dad's there too, and there's support there. So to me, this is all about how do how do I get to my freedom and my truthful mm-hmm. expression. So it's circuitous, but I feel like that the goal is I feel more empowered in this dream. And I thought it was interesting when you said that the train, as fast as that took you, I mean, like, that's a fast moving thing. It slowed you down. So to me, I circled that like, whoa, that means that we can get to the seventh heaven with a snap of a finger. We don't have to go in conventional means. Like we really don't, like maybe the train as fast as that is, is slow compared to what's possible. Okay. And it took me away from him. I'm trying to get right. back to him, and, and it's taking mm. me away from him. But I wasn't, you know, the train was fine. I'm just sitting yeah. on the train thinking, oh, my God, now i got to go back the other way on the train and go back to find him. You know, I had lost him, or I just came away from him. But I don't, you know, I'm wondering if it's about him. And see, that well, seven chakra is the head. Yeah. That seven chakra is the crown. That's totally. And I think sometimes for myself anyway, I'm just going to be super personal with this dream. I'm not a super divisive political type person. That's why this show is more of a spiritual show. It's not about mm-hmm. politics, even though I have very strong feelings about politics. I don't know that it's my strong suit to be the one that yells at people and debates in the most vocal way. I feel like my my essence is better used standing on a higher place and infusing like a good vibe into the world as opposed to. So I kind of in this dream, if it's my dream, I leave my Bill Maher aspect. I don't stay there with him fighting fire with fire. I go up to the seventh floor and maybe that's where I get my strength. And then maybe I can bring some of that down to earth in my own way. Okay, Nancy T, hit it. We only have a minute and a half before we go to break. I've got one minute and a half to say this. I think, and I agree with what you were saying. I took away a lot of the same things, but I was wondering if it had anything to do with balance, balance between that fun, spirited, you know, clever side of yourself and your higher self. And Mm -hmm. being on a train, you can only be in balance on those tracks. It doesn't wobble off to the right or to the left. But it's also, when you're on it, it kind of shakes and makes you feel unbalanced, but you really are always balanced on tracks. So it's interesting to me. I feel like in your life, yeah, in your life, you sort of have that balance you want to strike where you've got that higher self, but you can still have that personable um, non-Virgo part two, <laughs> we'll say. <laughs> we love the Virgos of the world. Virgos, it's don't go hating. No, yeah, I... Okay. <laughs> oh, my... We don't like perfection. They, I mean, they, they, they make good teachers and lawyers because they're so... But, you know, Aquarius is a more... A little dis- Ready, you know, fire, aim. Yeah, we right. Like all, that so, all right. So we're going to a quick, quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about dreams. And we're also going to talk to Dr. Patty Ashley about her new best selling book, Letters to Freedom from Fear to Love to Grace. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back here on Ask Dr. Dream.
All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden. So happy to be with you. And if you're listening in real time here on Unity Online Radio, it's early February. Today is February 5th. That means that we have just over a week before Valentine's Day. And I really wanted to get you all prepared for to have a wonderful Valentine's Day, whether you're with the love of your life or you are not, or whether you haven't found that person or if you have and lost them, um, whether they've gone missing. Like I know um, Aspen Mattis's book, that's about her missing person, ex-husband, or if they've died, if they've shuffled off the mortal coil. And um, so we're going to be talking with Dr. Patty Ashley about ways that you can alchemize your grief, your the unbearable loss and and how to turn that into an open heart. Um, Aurora Winter says a broken heart is an open heart. And Dr. Patty Ashley is the poster child for an open heart. I've had the blessing of getting to not just read her book and not just have an interview or two with her in the past, but I kind of know this woman. I've gotten to stay at her house on several occasions and she's my sister from another mister. And I love this woman. She truly is like such a massive open heart. You'd think she's never had a bad day in her life. And yet she's survived a really, really painful, painful loss. So Dr. Patty Ashley, her credits are just like phenomenal. She's, um, oh my Lord, you just have to look up, look her up on Dr. Patty or just pattyashley.com. But she's written several books and she is, she talks about authenticity architecture. She's in Colorado and she is the author of Living in the Shadow of the Too Good Woman Archetype, the Too Good Mother Archetype. And her latest book is a bestseller. It's Letters to Freedom, and I'm so grateful that she's on the show with us. So without further ado, Dr. Patty Ashley, welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream Hey, thanks, Kelly. That's quite a wonderful introduction. I love you so much. Yeah. I Hi. I love you. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. You are, there's just, I could just sing your praises like crazy. And I know you're also a dream worker. You and Billy Ortiz have a regular dream circle, and you are quite the skilled dream worker. So we're going to take dream questions in just a minute. But let's just, for those who haven't yet heard of your book, Letters to Freedom, From Fear to Love to Grace, a memoir of grief and relationship, tell us a little bit about what inspired this book. Well, I lost my midlife man in my dreams a few years ago to a sudden heart attack, which was the exact same way I lost my father when I was a child, when I was 11. And I I was stunned and shocked and sat down and wrote our stories night after night after he died as a way to just kind of stay connected and process what the heck just happened. And a month, months and months later, I thought, well, you know, I really do. I'm a grief counselor. That's why I became a therapist is to help people with grief. Maybe my personal story will help other people. 
So I took the vulnerable leap and put it out on Amazon, and yesterday it became a bestseller. So on the 50th anniversary of my father's death, by the way, yesterday, February 4th. So it was a mixed uh, amount of emotions I had yesterday about all of it. Very excited and also very touched by um, the anniversary date. Yeah, yeah. It's well. I know that you said um, in the beginning of your book, you talked about how important it is, and this is one of the tools in the toolbox for for moving through grief is to talk about it. And and yet, some people. I mean, you might you might need to talk about it a lot. You might need to tell the same stories over and over and over. And not everybody is going to have the ears to hear that. So maybe writing, if you if you kind of run out of people's bandwidth, then write, write the salient stories, write the stories. Is that, what else would you say about that? Yeah, what I learned when I started studying grief and doing my own grief work when I was in my early 30s, um, what I learned is you have to tell the story at least 100 times. And so that was probably a really helpful piece of information for me. And I realized I was still holding the old body body memory that I had about shame around wanting to tell the story when I was a kiddo and not having anybody to tell it to. So Mm -hmm. that's why I wrote wrote stories. It's like I didn't want to, like, call my friends and wail, you know, constantly. (laughs) I did some, and God love those enlightened witnesses in my life. Lucky Kelly, you didn't know me then because you would have been one of them. I but have, um, you know, people to listen to the story, and 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 I there was so much I wanted to say, so I started writing. And yes, actually, actually writing is a great tool. I'm actually going to do a workshop on February 22nd, a half day workshop online and in my office to give people some tools to write stories about people that they've lost um, mm. in a kind of way. And I think it, I mean, this might be kind of jumping ahead too far, but in my observation of you, it seems like one of the tools is that you, like Lawrence is still very much in your life. Like you, he's like your angel. You kind of talk to him and allow his wisdom in. Do you recommend that as as another tool for how to move through losses to not necessarily lose that person, maybe lose the person, but not the spirit? Yeah, I think that's the only thing that got me through. And, you know, I'm not um, a religious, quote unquote, religious person. I do have a deep faith. And I was just talking to someone a minute ago about that. What What is that like for you? Because you were Catholic and then you went to a tarot reader. What, what are you, you know, what are you? What are you? <laughs> I think I was, I'm curious. Ever since my dad died, you know, I was curious. Who is God? Where is God? And, you know, the summary is it's a mystery. And yet, you know, one thing that when I went into a meditation with John Bradshaw years ago, um, my dad showed up and the message he had for me is you are never, ever alone. And when Lawrence died, I got a similar message when I closed my eyes and checked in with him that I'm never alone. I don't know what that means because, you know, it doesn't negate the human pain of not actually having the physical body here next to me. Um, But there's something about how we're all connected that I think is a mystery that we don't understand. And, yeah, that's what gets me through. I'm actually in my vocal freedom class tonight. I chose a song called (laughs) Someone Who Loves Me. And I have to explain to the group because it's really, it reminds me of Lawrence because it, it says, can I rest here for a while near that metal round your neck? 
and he used to wear this little cross, and I would love at night oh, to lay down and put my gosh. head on his chest next to that cross. And I thought, this group's not going to understand why I want to sing this song because it seems sad, and yet at the same time, in light of what you're saying, I know he still loves me, you know, even though I can't lay near the metal around his neck anymore. I, I still feel his love, so absolutely, yeah. Oh, oh my God, that is so beautiful. Okay, so for those who were not part of the launch yesterday, there were a few little technical glitches that may have worked in their favor because that means that you have extended your offer today. So that means that you're, for people who buy your book today, they also get hundreds of dollars worth of additional bonus gifts that can help them move from fear to love to grace. And there are interviews that you've done. So tell us a little bit about this summit that you put together and some of the people that you got to interview. Oh my gosh, it was so heart opening and incredible to talk to these people who you know, their life's work is helping people with relationship and grief and fear and love. And, um, you know, and I got the opportunity to interview Harville Hendricks and his wife, Helen he- Helen LaKelly Hunt, and they do, um, you know, they're very well known. Harville's been on Oprah 17 times. Their Imago therapy has been tried and true since the 80s, and I really love their work. And I asked them in the beginning of the interview what, you know, they've seen in their work in relationships with people and how losing a parent at an early age affects them. And Harville Hendricks, the sweetest, dearest heart, um, shares his story of losing his dad when he was an infant and watching his mother die when he was six years old of a stroke in front of him. Oh. And that the way it affects him is he still to this day, and now they're in their 70s, probably close to 80 um, he said, to this day, I still have a, a feeling in my body of fear that everything I love is going to go away. <laughs> and I thought, well, I have that. You know, I work with that daily myself, I'm thinking. And to hear that from this man who, you know, this is his life's work to help people in relationship, to see how we're all, again, how we're all connected, you know, how none right. of us exempt from life as as it is and how you know when we up when we hold up those wounds and not become victims and get stuck in the story but rather take that wound out in the world to help other people it was such a gift oh. to talk and oh, Joan Bordenko yeah. who is a dear heart who's a distinguished pioneer in integrative medicine and a world renowned expert in the study of mind body connection she's written 16 books and mm-hmm. um she shared her story of a psychotic break she had when she was 10 years old and uh, you know and how she she found the grace in her spiritual practice as a way like i was saying earlier to somebody today about the difference between a mystic is swimming and a psychotic is drowning and Ooh. i think learning how to swim wait, wait, in that wait, say that and, what do you mean by that a mystic is swimming and a psychotic is drowning in like the very same circumstances. Say more about that. Yeah. So we're swimming in this water, this, you know, water, you know, in dreams can be spirituality, can be emotion. But if we're a mystic is swimming in the water between two worlds, the spiritual world and the earthly world and being able to navigate what that means. Ooh, oh, my God. 
That's what she was able to transform her psychotic break, which was, you know, thinking, I can't even remember the story, but, you know, thinking that there were monsters, you know, real monsters in her house kind of thing. You'll have to listen to the interview to to get the, yes. the, the story correct. But she was terrified as a little girl, and she ended up going into meditation and transformed the fear of this psychotic episode that she thought was real into something else that really helped her um, not drown in the fear, but rather hold that that sense of grace. So that was quite a story um, that these people shared with me. These are half-hour interviews on Zoom. And, Mm. you know, for people to give me these touching, touching pieces, you know, Hope Edelman, who lost her mom when she was a teen, you know, and her, her expertise is mothers and daughters, um, motherless daughters and, you know, how we go through all kinds of grief later in life, you know, and I, and, and re- that really stirred up for me and I never really thought about what would it have been like to have my dad around when I got married. I mean, I sort of did, like he couldn't walk me down the aisle. They didn't really step into the absence because I, again, I, I wasn't, I hadn't learned about grief yet. And, you know, when I have children graduating from school, you know, we all want our parents to be there. And so Hope's work around not having her mom and then reliving the grief at different phases of her life really made me start to reflect on, wow, what would it have been like to have my dad? I'm thinking actually about doing a, some, some pieces around um, fatherless daughters at different ages because I think yeah. it's a wow. well, interesting so thing. What a- no kidding. So I want everyone who is listening now or later, because um, well, especially now and today, they can st- they can participate in the Fear to Love to Grace Summit by going to pattyashley.com forward slash summit, and all they have to do is buy one copy of the book, and that puts them in the game, and then they are able to get all of these interviews with with how many of them are there? Seventeen. 18 interviews, interviews, holy guacamole. And they're deep and they're powerful. And each of them has, has tools that, that can help us move from fear to love to grace. And if they buy more than one book, then they get additional gifts as well. You're offering, um, if people buy five books, they get to be a part of, um, an authenticity architecture session with you. So that's, that's a pretty hefty gift, a $500 um, worthy, worth $500. And then they also feel they buy 10 books because this is like a book that you can buy and then give to people who are grieving. So if you ever go to a funeral, I mean, to me this last year, I wish I had 50 copies of this book because I've lost, I don't know, a record number of people. I don't know if it's 50, but more than 20 this year. So if you buy 10 books or more, you also get um, a letters to freedom, writing your own story of stories of grief seminar with Patty. And that's, so you just get a ton of gifts. That's $800 worth of value just for buying one $18 book. And so you can just go on Amazon, buy letters to freedom, and then go back to pattyashley.com forward slash summit to take advantage of this and share it with your friends, especially anybody who's not looking forward to Valentine's Day. So give us one quick thing, somebody who's grieving right now, really 
dreading Valentine's Day, what's a way that they could reframe that and see Valentine's Day maybe in a new way that gives them some kind of hope and optimism in the midst of their heartache? Well, you know, they can write a Valentine to the person that they're missing and then have their person that they're missing write a Valentine back. And it's not, you know, which sounds odd, but, you know, we can imagine what our loved one would say to us, right? And that brings us some sort of comfort back to your earlier question about, you know, knowing that they're always with us. I think to allow ourselves to grieve too and cry, the tears are so healing and the process of writing those letters will be sad and yet at the same time bring a sense of, of closeness to our loved one at the same time. Oh, oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I'm a big fan of, of writing letters, whether they be venting letters or whatever letters, and then having the higher self of the person write back. We can do mm-hmm. this. And then yeah. the tears. Let yourself cry. Let yourself be be in that and maybe buy the book and read the book on valentine's day why not it's my sister's birthday on valentine's day and we always joke and she jokes about valentine's day massacre and how she has only had one good and happy valentine's day in her whole life except when she was a kid but even my younger sister's birthday is February 13th. So my sister's, <clears throat> my sister, my Valentine's Day sister always had to share a birthday. So she's like, when's it going to be my turn? So these are things that that she can do as well. I mean, she could write a letter to the love of her life who she's not able to be with this Valentine's Day, of course, um, and have him write back. And we can and also write love notes to ourselves, you know, because actually Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. A hallmark holiday and it really it really highlights this idea that you know in order to be lovable we have to have that someone and really the inner marriage of the inner male and female and a sense of wholeness that we all you know are longing for really it's really how that self-love so you know yes. I think that's important too to just love ourselves like do something if you don't have a partner do what you absolutely love that day. Buy yourself flowers, you know, um, Go to the make spa. a date with that yourself. Bubble that's, bath. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's my I favorite. Yeah. I know. And you do that like on the regular. I'm like, oh my God, it's <laughs> yeah. like on my birthday that I do a bubble bath. I need to be more petty, Ashley. Like, okay, Nancy T, I think we've taken too long and our people who called in with their dreams are like, eh, no. Nah. So Nancy, let's let's listen to um, the dreams that have been sent in. One of them by Brett Walker, who we call Gelman. Yeah. As he and Denise are both our Gelman <laughs> on our show. So <laughs> What's going on with Brett Walker? And and Patty will ask you to weigh in if you'd like. So what's Brett Walker got up his sleeve these days? Okay. He names this dream ex-girlfriend and I visiting. Okay. I'm sitting at a dinner table with an ex-girlfriend, and we're eating a meal, and it's in the downstairs of a house. Everything's very shiny, very bright. There are plants everywhere. And there's a person skipping around trying to get stuff done, but she's the one providing them with supper. That's it. <laughs> she's got, okay. She's got some skipping waitress around. Yes. That is so funny. Okay. <laughs> so there's his ex-girlfriend and he are visiting. That's the name of the dream. And, yeah, um, and they're downstairs eating and someone is skipping around and, but she's the one that's providing the food. 
Yeah, and everything's really bright and shiny, and there are plants everywhere. Oh, okay. Can I chime in? Go for it, Patty Ashley. You're our guest. Hit it. Take it away. Well, in my version of the dream, the basement is the unconscious, and it's usually dark in there and, you know, scary and cobwebby. So I would, uh, what I would wonder, what I would wonder from the dreamer is how much work has he done in the, in the, mm. in his own, you know, unconscious healing because there's light and plants mm. and growth down there. And maybe mm. a lot of the work was done with the X, you know, because sometimes our dark nights bring us down into the, the basement and, and we start cleaning stuff out. And then food, of course, mm. is spiritual nourishment. And there's this, you know, nourishment coming. So there's something about, you know, I'm wondering if this dreamer just does some pretty deep personal work of, you know, um, moving in the unconscious. I think we would say yes, he yeah. does. Yes, he's quite knowing the, him, I'm going with yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to love this too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. Nancy T, do you want to go next? Oh my gosh, I love which I love everything you said, um, Patty. I guess what I would add is that the fact that they're in the basement, it's well, they saw the, the downstairs of a house. Everything's shiny, bright, plants. It's like living. It's like life is being lived right here in the soul of this house. And there's there's somebody skipping around. The skipping around thing. Yeah. I, I just, I, I feel like he's in the midst of a party in his life. Like there's just, there's joy all around him. And if he can just not focus on the fact that this is an ex-girlfriend and just be with himself, like Patty was saying, date himself and love himself, he could see that he's just in a bowl of joy. Oh, that's, that's what I got. Skipping to me so, makes me think child. So to me, that's like accessing the mm, inner child, which I think we yeah. all Use yeah. a little of that, right, to be able to be playful, sure. skipping, and and you know we don't skip. How many adults do you see skipping around a ba- you know <laughs> basement? Right, right. So in so if it were my dream, I'd be thinking. So at first, for some reason, the person skipping around for me, it was a little annoying. Like, just calm down. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is a little distracting. But the more I think about it. It's it's like if it is kind of an inner child aspect that is making the food, then it's kind of like when the kid says, Mommy, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make breakfast today. It's like I'm gonna feed you what I like. I'm gonna give you the stuff that I like to eat so that you get to feast on inner child food, happy food. You're getting fed the stuff that the child likes. And so I feel like that's a significant piece. The words, um, I heard about the title of this book. I don't know who the author is, but it's Happily Even After. And I think this totally fits in with the theme of the show today. It's like even after there's been a heartbreak, there can be happiness. If you do the work, if you shine enough light on those dark places, like as you said, Patty, the the basement is normally a dark place where you don't want to go even with a flashlight. Ew. But he's like having a party down there and it's it's <laughs> joyous. So and he's eating. Who wants to eat in a basement? But the fact that there's this, yeah, it does feel like happily even after we can survive a difficult breakdown. It can become a breakthrough. With alchemy, it can become a wonderful thing. It makes me feel like a party in Hades. Like if we love up our our skeletons enough, then 
there no there's no more skeletons there's no more shadows when the light has been shined on them properly enough so i think this bodes well and if i were brett i don't know if he's in a current relationship or not but if he's not i bet he soon will be with that much light going on in his basement in his downstairs that's that's for the brett walker aspect of myself we'll just say that um so yay brett very cool okay so nancy t i know that you were patient do you want to share one of one of your dreams do you have a quick one i know we've only got just a couple minutes well, I can tell you this because it wasn't actually a dream. I don't know if it was a dream or if it was a voice, but lately I've been going to sleep. I wake up with this overwhelming knowledge that some voice just told me something. And the voice said um, that it said, okay, it, it said, you'll be fine just as long as you avoid this guy. And then there was a floating head. And I saw the face and I thought, who the heck is that? That's not, this guy, this, I'm eliminating people in my mind. And I wake up and all of a sudden the next day I'm watching TV and here he comes up. And the person it was, was Seth, um, I don't even know his oh. last name. It's the guy who does the talk shows, Seth Meyer, is that his name? I think Oh. And he, it, it was him. From and Saturday Night Live? Connection. Yes. And I have no connection to him. I have no feelings about him. I don't like him, dislike him. He's not on my radar, but his was the face that the floating head brought to me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, Patty, do you want to go first? Well, I would wonder, even if I don't know Seth in person, what adjectives come up, what description. He's funny. He's very funny, and so is Nancy. So, and the disembodied voice dream is telling me to, whatever I do, don't go near that guy? Don't avoid him like that. Then you'll be okay. Avoid him. (gasps) Huh. All right. So we literally have like 30 seconds. So let me, I just want to say, it feels like all will be well if, if it's my dream, if I stay out of my head and even the part of me that is funny, that finds like comic relief everywhere. It's like, mm, it's the masculine part of me that makes a joke about everything. So maybe there's the deeper feminine by contrast that is the way through. Like we were just talking about the Angel of Death and Our Lady of Guadalupe. And it's been such a wonderful show. Nancy T, thank you for joining me again. And Patty Ashley, Dr. Patty Ashley. Thank you so much for joining us. Her book, Letters to Freedom, is available now, and you can still take advantage of her summit. Once you buy the book, go to pattyashley.com and check out my Dream Goddess Empowerment Deck. And until we all meet again, don't take your dreams lying down. I'm Dr. Dream. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.